Welcome, welcome. This is the Simply King Podcast, but also everyone's a critic. Also, <laughs> watched up. This is a crossover, crossover. You remember like when, uh, was it Zach and Cody of Sweet Life had crossed over with uh, Waverly Place and then crossed over with Dasso Raven and then Hannah Montana. And <laughs> remember those things back in the day? That's what we got going on. It's a super mash. You know what I'm saying? Super mash up. Where's the... It's <laughs> you your Disney. <laughs> but no, no, no. Let's get let's get let's dive right into it. Uh, I have here with me. Uh, I am Roddy Perry. For all those who don't know, because you've been watching this from so many different angles and spaces and places. Uh, the host and producer of the Simply King Podcast podcast that I like to call the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for humans, simply being humans. And then I have here with me, and I let them introduce themselves. Let's start with you, Jose. Uh, my name is Jose Garcia Chow. I'm the co-host of Everyone's a Real Critic. Uh, at Everyone's a Real Critic, we discuss movies that have divided critics and audiences. And my co- wonderful co-host is uh, joining us here by Zoom. Where you? Where you at? Where you at, John B? What's going on? Fresh out of New York City, here to join the Chicago boys. Uh, <laughs> excited for it, and uh, let's get it on. Let's oh yeah, let's get. Let me get your hand clap for that, John. That was a good one. That was a good one, John. <laughs> That was a good one. I'm trying to get you. Let me get you. Let me get you something for, for sticking with us. Sticking with us, John. Thank you. Thank you so much. He probably can't hear that. It's okay. Oh, I heard you guys. Okay, cool. Okay. Okay, go ahead, bro. And I'm Cliff from Washed Up Podcast, a washed up talent of athletes figuring out what's next for their lives. Oh, yeah. that's good. That's a good. Um, yeah. That's a good segment. That's a good segment. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so this is came came by way of. Um, Conversations at work, you know, we we all, excluding excluding John B, uh, work at uh, a local establishment here in Chicago, and we just be chatting about shit all the time. And prior to me leaving, everyone who you know listened to the pod, you know, and folks who follow me figured out that I am leaving Chicago soon. But we had to get one in, so <laughs> yeah. we are only about two, maybe like two and a half hours fresh out of the movies from watching Nope by Jordan Peele featuring Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, and what's bro name? The um the IT guy? No, the, the yeah. I don't know what his name is. Perea, right? Some Perea. Hmm. I think you're right. I think you're right. Want some of this? I would love some of that. Thank yeah, you. it's a little bit love. <laughs> but no, so uh, John, did you watch Nope? Oh yeah. You seen it? it today, 12:45. I'm also fresh out of it. Um, so tell me, tell me, um, let's start with you. What'd you think of it? I start with me. All right. Well, you know, I went in kind of expecting one of those Jordan Peele movies with like, that was a little more sinister, a little bit more supernatural. Uh, but we got aliens. There's a little war of the worlds with, uh, aliens and chimps. So, um, I'm excited to hear what you guys thought, you know, bringing in the chimp. What was his name? Gordy. Yeah. Gordy played into Gordy. uh, to the big UFO that was just a giant, perhaps, sexual symbol. Uh, oh, interesting. Hmm. Interesting, John. What you I mean, mean sexual symbol? Break that. that down. I mean, it looked like, uh, you know, a big, round object that was sucking <laughs> in a lot of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Yen's character being the biggest dicks I've ever seen in my life. Oh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. That is hilarious. You know what? I, I mean, honestly, I do, I wouldn't be surprised if there is a meme of like butthole jokes and shit at this point. <laughs> yeah. About it. I was thinking definitely. about that. I was like, people are probably making a lot of jokes online about this being like a butt or something. Or like, 
this game. Like, this is real yeah. weird. This is a real weird <laughs> alien. I will say it is hell of a spin on, like, just extraterrestrial close encounters type shit because it's like, usually when there's things flying around, there's people in it. Right. Something in it, yeah. But for this, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, to whoever's watching, if you didn't <laughs> realize this, we're talking about the movie, um, that... The fact that the thing itself that was flying around, also, it wasn't alien. Yeah, right. And that's where I think that world of worlds well, should come in. Was it not alien? It might, I thought it was, in my, you know, I thought it was an alien creature. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. just like yeah, our, yeah. our our uh, traditional depiction of a, of a flying saucer. It turned out to be like a flying creature out there. Yeah, which is you know? weirder in a lot of ways. Like, that's actually like creepier to me. Yeah, I like that it was like a different take on the UFO story. Yeah. And it's nice that we're finally getting... Like an updated flying saucer UFO for sure feature out there because it's it's like a thing of the past. It's kid, people aren't scared of UFOs anymore. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, yeah. I felt real stupid when uh, he looks at the cloud and goes, "Maybe it's not a ship." And I was like, "Well, what the fuck could it be then?" <laughs> and Jose, like ten minutes later, goes, "Oh, it's alive." <laughs> and I was like. God damn it! You're right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I would have never guessed that. I would have right. kept, kept yeah. thinking that they just are consuming people, and there's things in there. We right. made. I was already content with like we're probably never gonna learn what's in this thing. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. and that's okay, I guess. But like, cause in my mind, I feel like that's kind of how so many fucking like UFO type of shit. Like, have you guys ever seen? Um, is it Arrival? Yeah. And you kind of see them. But you really never do. Yeah. Like they kind of like put their hands Absolutely. up to the to the shit and all or that. Even and like they uh, like write things. Or even in like Close Encounters, like the old the old uh, Steven Spielberg movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, the whole movie is really about a guy slowly losing his sanity. Yeah. And at the end, you finally get the big reveal of the UFO. Right. Mm. But I feel like in this one, they 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 gave it to us pretty early on. Pretty we, early. We on. saw what it the the UFO pretty quickly. Yeah. Um. But I was also getting, like, I don't know if you guys have read, like, the Hunt for the Skinwalker mm. book. So it's like... I'm still trying to learn how to read. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's podcasts out there for you. That's why we do what we do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you don't have to read the book, because I'm going to tell you what it's about. Thank God. <laughs> there you go. Cliff Notes. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Cliff, come on. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> There we go. Oh, perfect. <laughs> but it's basically about a ranch in Utah where uh, a bunch of paranormal things start happening, you know, and a yeah. lot of it's in inexplainable, obviously. Yeah. And the book presented as fact that, like, and we just can never take photographic evidence of it. Yeah. Right. You know, which is kind of like a little bit of what the premise was in this movie yeah. at the beginning. How do y'all feel about that as, a tr like, a movie trope, though? Like, it seems like we never get... We don't have that many aliens in, like, large metropolitan type of, like, stories. You know what I'm uh -huh. saying? Where it's always in the middle of fucking nowhere, crop circles, yeah. rural yeah. spaces and places where people, where it creates even more disbelief. Yeah. Because it's like, it's only a singular family or a singular group or a small town. They're experiencing the thing that it's real easy to just be like... Well, I think that's crazy. what makes it more scary. Yeah. Right? Is that, like, when you're alone, you're most likely to feel fear. Yeah. Yeah. So... Because I'm trying to think, like, what was that, uh... I feel like there's only one movie I can think of, and I'm trying to... I think it was fucking Keanu was playing the character for some reason. But it was a movie where I think it was, like, the, the day the Earth 
stood still. Oh, the man from uh, the, yeah, the you know names of still. Yeah, is that, like, is that it? Yeah, they, yeah, and though Keanu was in the remake of that. Yeah, one. Keanu was in a remake <laughs> where he played the alien. Yeah, and like. <laughs> I remember, but yeah. he like landed in fucking like central. He that like landed in like Central Park or some shit. So it was like, <laughs> no one cannot disbelieve that you know aliens exist from that shit. You know, yeah. But it's always off putting though. Like how, damn, not like this shit is happening. It's only happening to these people. How do y'all think y'all would handle being in like rural ass Utah or what are these situations? And y'all have fucking like an alien encounter. You know what I'm saying? Like I always hope. That I'm like on some like some like Jason Bourne shit gonna kick in yeah. on me, and I'm like gonna prove to myself that I'm really a badass, and I'm just toting that bitches. Da, 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 da. I'm doing all type of cool shit, but yeah. I don't know. It's easy to be like, what would I do in that situation? Yeah. Oh, I'd go to the Home Depot and buy a shotgun. I'm yeah. thinking I'm in Florida still. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can go to Home Depot and get a gun. You can go to Walmart and get a gun. Yeah, I know Walmart, but damn yeah. Home Depot. No, not Home Depot. I'm about to say shit. I'll be but good. why not? It's a home improvement tool. Yeah, yeah. it is. Home it's, Depot, you got to get on that. Home Call security. The NRA. <laughs> right. He was like, you know what? He he got a point. He got a point. That's what somebody <laughs> thinking. But I, that's what capitalism think. Do y'all think they paid off the? Because uh, let's start from the like the top of the movie. Do you think that that they kind of. I don't know. I feel like the the part of, about the dad dying by way of this thing, they never really. You can obviously tell that that was the motivation, but they never really mentioned it again. They never said like, "Let's do this for dad," or "Let's you know, yeah, let's like well, fuck this, fuck this thing, or whatever." Or do you think so much time already passed or something? Well, it was so accidental in a way. You know, yeah. like it's the things from those people's pockets, yeah, that are falling because that. This creature can't digest. Yeah. Or whatever it is. They don't so, digest. Or can only digest organic like, things. Right, organic exactly. Things, yeah. So yeah. now you have change and keys and metal and scrap falling, and it just so happened that it nailed his father right in the eye as he was looking up. <sighs> I just got it, y'all. Fuck, I just got it. And I might be saying something that y'all already all thought of. Let's hear it. Let's hear it <laughs> anyway. I did just smoke. The fucking, <laughs> the fucking quarters that she used to... Oh, to fucking turn the fucking well, yeah. that was the that was the that was the loop. That was the full circle moment. Yeah, the the quarter yeah. kill pops. I feel like she definitely like put the emphasis on that when she was like, "Don't fuck with the Haywoods." Yes, you know. Yeah, I think that's what that's what it is. That's what it was. Okay, so I'll take that. I'll take. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> Yeah, you got it. You did it all. I'm like, I was like, how you gonna like your pops gonna die out of just nowhere from this fucking thing? And y'all never like allow that to be the active motivation. Like, obviously, you want to fucking figure this shit out and Mm -hmm. capture it. At least get the capture it and then just leave. Because if it's only here and it's only there, it doesn't it doesn't seem like it's trying to move around in too many places. Then fuck it, you know. But it's dope because I didn't know. I didn't know until she finally went back to the little park that it was a plan to like. Possibly try to kill the I bitch. thought she just came up with that shit out of nowhere. You think you think that I thought, that was I thought she improvised that. You thought she you thought it was lucky? I thought it was just lucky, yeah. Cause weren't you guys thing. thinking when the plan was getting started, were, were you guys thinking at all, oh, this plan's great, but it's missing a bomb. Yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> to, that to throw up into it and gotta be, right? Damn. Well yeah. that's what would happen in like another The, the director didn't he say, Well, who's gonna go get this star? So was did you guys catch that? He did say that. Who's gonna and, go? Who's gonna go get him? Yeah, and uh, he was no, like, I did I, not catch that at all. And, and that's yeah. when, yeah, and that's right. when OJ was like, I'll do it. Yeah, 
OJ said me and started putting on all the neon and stuff after they had talked about that so, he's scared of flags. So that's what it was. It was a matter of like, that, you know what? That was probably what the long pause was because it was supposed to be him to probably let the go, let, yeah. let the big big boy looking cowboy float. Yes. Go up there. Yeah, like, it's like, he does tell her to use the motorcycle. Yeah, so he was like, you you got to do it. Yeah. Like, I can only like... The, so well, that was the bomb. What you're saying is that was yeah. the bomb. They were that was the bomb. I thought she was like improvising in that moment. Nah, because she knew like, exactly. She knew exactly where to go to like unhook that bitch. So they thought about that's that true. Shit. Yeah, they already because spent no time. They already went there, took shit. all the batteries, took all the you know the other props from them. So they probably already thought let's lure this bitch over. It was a great here. plan. Yeah, I think I think flawlessly the, executed, even with TM. I think when she improvised though, y'all, do y'all think she? I think she improvised. <laughs> The, the quarters well. in the well. The well was improvised. Because they was already yeah. supposed to get the shot. Dude, the I other thought way. when oh, the, the TMZ guy showed up, it was going to be some, like, the government, like a man in black. Yeah, You know, like the conspiracy. Because that chrome shit was, like, too, was too... No, nah, but it was going back to what happened at the horse at the photo shoot. Yeah, that yeah, the reflection. The same thing that made the horse do the back kick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that coming back once again, just like the quarters, just like the yeah. flags, yeah, like yeah. everything came back around. A yeah, times. damn, he did that shit. That was yeah. some good yeah. shit. So in terms of like the overall performances, how do y'all feel about the characters that were created for this for this film? Like how they how, how they were performed? Oh, I thought the performances, like the actors, did a great job. Yeah, me too, for sure. But I had trouble kind of connecting with like what the relationship was between the the, sis, the brother and the sister. Yeah, I thought there was going to be some more conflict between them. Me too. You know, as a result of their father's death. Yeah. But uh, you don't really see that. They kind of just are like, yep, let's team up, let's go and yeah. take this fucker on. And they never, they're never like, for dad. That's my, right. that, that was why I was thinking you know? about that, you know? But, I mean, we had, like, a bit of it right when she, she showed up late and then before he went into the meeting, he gave her, like, the quick... This step treat and everything else, like you're promoting yourself. She was like, "Yeah, this is my side gig. What I'm, what I'm promoting is what I actually do." So we got a little bit of conflict, and then every time he was like, "I got stuff to do on the ranch," she was like, "All right, bye." That's true. You know, we got a it little just didn't bit of feel it. heavy enough, you right? Know? But yeah, I mean, it did. For, for it to have a resolution at the end, maybe yeah. for me, maybe. Do you I think, think OJ's guy was just so quiet all the time, and he just kept to himself so much that there would never have been conflict anyway? Because he mm. just wasn't he just bottled it up like a, yeah. you know, like men. Like, right, <laughs> like men do. Or every time conflict <laughs> comes up, he, he just, just goes, handles it. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> That's a good point. He never, he never confronted yeah. it. And nope. maybe, that was, maybe that was a part of why. Until he says, yep. 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 <laughs> 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 and until, like, his sister is willing to help him with the chores. <laughs> right. To train this animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like more than anything, <laughs> did y'all think that them little alien motherfuckers who came to prank them <laughs> was the thing? Because that, that was got to, it got me. Yes. They got me. I'm like, oh, these are the motherfuckers in there? Yeah. Ew. But I was kind of waiting for a joke, too. Yeah, it had like, to be a joke, yeah. right? When they were like walking around. I don't know if it's just, like, my coping mechanism when movies get a little scary to be like, all right, we're going to laugh in three seconds. <laughs> you, like, substitute so scare yeah, with a laugh? Right, so I'm, like, waiting for it. I'm like, all right, so what's going to happen here? And then he fucking punches a kid, <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which is hilarious. Yes. We've all wanted to do that. 
yeah. frowned upon in these establishments. I'm glad he did it. That's yeah, a, that speaks to the similarities between horror and comedy. Right, you for know? sure. Like Jordan Peele's talked about that before, too. It's like, yeah. when you're writing comedy, you're chasing a laugh. He's like, now I'm just chasing a scare. Right. And, and they're similar in how you twist the joke, you know? And, and I think, you know, to me, this definitely felt, and we, we talked about this, you know, once we left the film, this definitely felt like the least racial, mm-hmm. kind of racially driven uh, script um, yeah. than the other two, than the other two movies that he's produced. I think all the things that he's directed, I think a lot of everything that basically that he's produced since Get Out has had some type of racial element yeah. to it. But, and even in this, I think it being, it's starring, you know, a cast that's majority people of color. Cause I think yeah. that even when you think about, um, the eight, yeah, what's the Asian guy? Stephen Young. Stephen yeah. Young. You have Stephen Young character being a big part of the, you know, the script. And then you have, you know, the IT guy. It's like, yeah, the, the singular, real, like, consistent white person, even in the movie, for real, for real, was the director guy who was in there for this long. <laughs> who had the most incredible voice. Had a great yeah, fucking voice, and I still don't really understand why he sacrificed himself. <laughs> all, the white, all the white people did die, though, in this movie. I was just thinking about it, like... Everyone in the TV 40 show. Forty of them, all at once. Yeah, yeah. Go forty, on. the forty of them. Yes. The <laughs> the mom, the dad, and the TV show. Yeah. And, and, then, and, and, and yeah. Yeah. And, and the, the yeah. director. Mm. They all died. I will say that uh, that's interesting. That is, if you talk about a flip oh, on a, you talk if you talk about a flip on a motherfucking trope like yeah, black people die first, like, die first. But <laughs> the black guy did die first. Damn, you made a good point. You're making a good point, but <laughs> that's good. But it's I'm gonna tell wild. you, I'm gonna tell you why it why it demystifies it is because of oh, yeah. the, the like the real estate being taken, you know, being taken up by other black people too. Because that's what For makes sure. it less of a thing. Because it's like, damn, not the singular black guy who probably would be so skeptical even put himself in this scenario is the one who dies. <laughs> He's not. He's not running through fucking woods and nope. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing. Uh, you know, and and I think that that's what honestly makes. I think honestly, people of color in general, better for like horror and shit like that because we have some like mysticism about like from a cultural context. Like oh, there, yeah. there's like we believe. You know, we we. Don't believe in, you know, it's motherfuckers who go as far as not stepping on cracks and baking mama's backs and shit. You know, it's black cats and all this type of shit. And to me, I think that's a part of why it's such a like, oh, we got to figure this shit out. Oh, we got to, you know, we can't fuck with this. We got to yeah. go. We got to da da da. Because as soon as it feels a little too real, it's like, oh, we got to not do this. This shit is too <laughs> fucking Peace. much. And that's why I think it was so dope to do that, you know, um, before you, because I think you're about to go, right? Yeah, it's uh, true to the podcast. I'm going to go be a washed-up athlete and play yeah. softball. Nice. I love it. I love yeah. it. I love it. I love it. But no, before you go, let everybody know uh-huh. how they can follow you, Oh yeah. connect, uh-huh. do all the things, yeah. you feel me, <laughs> all that. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you find podcasts as Washed Up. We are on Instagram at washedup.inc. We are on Twitter at washedupinc. And we are on TikTok at washedup.inc. Thank y'all. Cool. I'll see you soon. Safe travels if I don't see you. Oh yeah, bro. I and John, you. it was nice meeting you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and I think I think this would be a good time to pivot and speak to Jordan Peele's discography as a whole. And 
tell me, tell me, John, have you have you watched a bunch of um have you watched all of Jordan Peele's like direct directed films? Yeah, I've seen them all, which is um when you were talking about earlier why I was surprised that there wasn't as much of a, just like a racial backstory. I really, going into it, I thought that the theme park owner was going to be this like tycoon of sorts. This yeah. This guy who was going to, he was going to be, there was a little bit mentioned that he wanted to take their land, but I thought there was going to be a bigger push in that. And they were going to be leaning on the supernatural, similar to Candyman, leaning on the supernatural force to help them sort of get rid of, um, of that tycoon. Yeah. And I think that's something that you're going to see. When you when you do watch Candyman, the shit gonna fuck you up. Oh, that's on. right. Yeah, that's the only one that I haven't seen. It's gonna fuck you up. Yet? Yeah, no. it's, it's yeah. gonna fuck you up on like what you recognize as certain you know themes and how and like how this is like affecting the main character and how it like it's it's real cool how they tied it all in for real for real. But one one thing I love about Jordan Peele, and I said this to uh, to Jose, is that. What I recognize that he did was that he basically, with Get Out, instead of utilizing horror as this kind of vehicle to just, you know, jump scare and be, you know, all these different ways and um, and also utilizing racial things and just race as a kind of a, because usually connected to comedy. Like race is usually connected as a joke. You know, when you think about like trading places and get hard and yeah. all this type of shit. But, you know, sorry to interrupt you, yeah. the, the thing is, like, the joke always in those kinds of things, like trading places, mm -hmm. is uh, to show the difference between, like, the two cultures. Yes. Right? Yes. And I think that Jordan Peele's doing that same exact thing now. Yeah. But using, like, a horror element. Yeah. Which, yeah. Is, which is great because, like, it, it fits so well to the, to the genre. Yeah. And I think that what makes it universally liked is that... Well, Get Out specifically, majority of the fucking movie, you get this very real ass scenario where it's just <laughs> yeah. this black yeah. guy dating this white woman. Yeah. Going to meet her white family. Dude, Ronnie, I have to tell you, by the way, I would have voted for Obama a third time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I am like, what? <laughs> what? And. The fact that uh, that's such a good movie. I just is. saw that like two nights ago. I'm again. telling you, and, and like <laughs> the twist, though, I think is what made it universal because that's what made I think so many white people connect with it. Because it's like if they just would have kept it too real and would have just made it that that they're just basically he just basically just spooked out about this scenario and everything's kind of eerie and weird and there's yeah. never like a like a big kind of undertaking that's happening like something's fishy going on they never Absolutely. like so they had to do that yeah and doing so made it a universal story now for everybody to yeah. kind of see see a thing because you had to put something that was so fucking outstanding in it same way with us that's, what I was, that's exactly what same I was same way with say. us same like with you, us like you yes it has this racial element this is in the third but also let's put this very like crazy ass you know yeah. supernatural thing in it too to really push this to a story see that's what's story. great about those two films is that like they're using you know all those techniques and techniques and genre in horror to amplify something that we live with every day yeah you know and and I I'm saying that because I didn't really see that in this movie yeah 
I didn't really see that in Nope. And I think I came in expecting, like, oh, like, dude, I'm excited to see how he's going to make a UFO thing about race, class or race. Exactly. Yeah. Which which it was subtle. Like, when you think about the, the money issues they was having, it speaks, in, uh, speaks to uh, how, like, black farmers and agriculturalists are really, really not in the best spaces in America right now in terms of, like, being able to keep their land and keep up with all of these different things because people are just only sticking with the big cash crop Monsanto type of mm-hmm. motherfuckers nowadays with everything. So even when it comes to horses and all these different things, that's what it is. And also, to me, I think it speaks to, like, tradition. Like, the whole part about this being, like, what you gotta, I, I gotta, we gotta look it up to see if that's, like, a real thing, like, a real fact. That would be a dope way to kind of base... I think that is. You mean, yeah, like, base uh, that movie. original yeah. picture? Yeah, the original it's, picture. So the original picture is real, but they actually don't know who... Who the guy is. Gotcha. Uh, but I, the only, like, racial thing, one of the only ones I took from this movie was just that, you know, from the beginning of time, you know, if it is a black person that was on the horse, just being exploited, that the horse is more famous than the actual person. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Damn. Yeah, that's, I think that's the point of that commentary, Yeah. you know, and then, like, they come out as, like, we've been in the industry forever. He's yeah. clearly making it very, you know, like, that's the point here. Yeah. Uh that's and neat. it's nice because he's saying that in a ca- in a movie where the cast is pretty much all yeah. uh, BPIOC, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I like that, though. I think that was, as an element, I think we need more of that from a standpoint of, like, we need stories that, because I think it brings out something new. I know there are certain movies and certain things that would hit differently if the, you just change the race of the people. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, super bad would be completely different yeah. if it was, like, two <laughs> two Mexican kids in L.A. You know what I'm saying? It would be would completely different if it was movie, two though. black kids or two Asian kids in L.A. going through, you know, going through their friendship shit, trying mm-hmm. to figure out the things, and, like, it's fucking senior year. They're not really feeling that cool. <laughs> yeah. And their that, families would 100% not be absent in that movie. Right? <laughs> Same thing with shit like Project X. Like, Project X hits different. If oh, you change shit, the race. Yeah. Like, it is not, it is not. If, if, if Project X, if you change the race, it would be a riot. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> that shit would be a whole different movie. It would be Attack the Block. Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, that's a great movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I do think that um, there is something about, I think that <laughs> when it comes to how what Get Out did for cinema as a whole, I think it was, it truly open up everybody's minds to the idea of like you can't have um, a genre you can't lean in and tell these particular stories because I think for me everything around that time it was all either slave shit or like you know cop kind of like cop like police brutality type of fucking movies and shit and like it was getting kind of played, you know, and it was it was still a few that came out after that. That was probably, you know, just already in production. But like, I think Jordan Peele show and because of how much money the fucking fucking get out made and how much it cost. Like the movie was like, what did the movie was like five million dollars or something like that? It get was out? Cheap. Yeah, I don't get out was that. like so cheap. And I'm like this sure movie this was one cheap. was like 70 million dollars. Yeah, that's and cheap. it's probably making that back this like. Like actively, actively, <laughs> actively. You know like what I'm there saying? were people going into th- in the into the theater today when we went. Yeah, there was like a whole group of people that were all co- they were all there to see no. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I so, 
Yo, really? It's packed. At 12? Yeah. We like accidentally got VIP tickets. It was sick. Damn, 12.45? 12.45? And it was packed? Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess it is summertime. Summertime, you know, the matter. But it's a Monday. It's a little bit different. It's a Monday, but it I guess, you know, it's probably a bunch of like kids and a bunch of like, you know, folks who f- home from school. Like, lunch you probably. Break. Come on, lunch break. <laughs> lunch break. Until two hours. Until two hour lunch. <laughs> Three hour lunch break. Being two from accounting. Break. You know what I'm saying? I love that though. Is that what you did, John? I don't know. Maybe. Let <laughs> <laughs> me go. I'm, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to beat that out the record. <laughs> um, but no, no. So, do y'all think that there's a uh, that since Get Out? Because Get Out came out with twenty. Oh, I don't know. Twenty eighteen. 2017, something like that. Um, do you think that it definitely came out? It had to have been like, dude, maybe before that, maybe 2017. 2017. Do y'all think that like this move to diversity, as it is, you know, in films in general, do y'all can y'all think of some good examples? Can y'all let's let's talk about the good and the bad. So, what are some of the best ways that you feel like people any any um producers or filmmakers have like utilized diversity in a way that seems genuine that seems dope that seems like this is what you do you know oh dude um have you seen sorry to bother you hell yeah the boots riley movie i think that's someone else obviously donald glover is doing this too Uh uh-huh you know uh using their their platform to tell stories that you know are different but need to be told Mm -hmm. and it's it's funny because it's always had to be uh, artists doing that, <laughs> you know, I, not to be too, you know, cynical, but to disguise stories about class and race to, uh, make people understand, you know, like Jordan Peele and us had to He basically made two Americas in that movie, Yeah, you know, and it was the underclass literally in literally. that movie, took it literally, literally and the upper middle class. Right. Mm-hmm. Which he just joined. And so sometimes the metaphor doesn't need to be too um, complicated to get the point across. It can be something simple as that. Yeah, and it's, and it's so. incredible, you know, yeah. that artists are able to do that. I think that. Yeah. No. What did you want to say, John? Yeah, I was going to say, like, uh, sometimes what's unfortunate still a little bit is that, you know, sorry to bother you, shows like Atlanta, like, are still sort of uh, on the small screen. Like, sorry to bother you wasn't a huge hit in movie theaters, but... Yeah, it was independent, yeah. Yeah, when you look at people or entities just burning money, I think, like, Miss Marvel was a good start. Like, that's a has a wide-ranging audience, it's diverse in some ways it's still a little like cheeky and that's why you know i really respect what jordan peele's done is from going from comedy and like making a joke which can sometimes be the lowest common denominator of people um and doesn't always hit as hard as it could i think changing that to what he's done now like if you call it horror if you call it realistic um you know i think that's even more surprising because i'm always like when I go to a movie and I watch something like us or um, get out, I'm always like, what are the people that, that aren't getting that message? Like you said, Jose, like the literal, like underworld of society, like what are the people that just think it's the movie? How do they walk out of that? Yeah. I'm always mm-hmm. surprised by that. I always want to find that person and just, or what are the people right who wrong, it's criticizing? Yeah. How do they feel? That's what yeah. I'm saying. When yeah. they feel if, yeah. if they, they really are like, 
damn, Nate, this feels like me. This feels like they're talking to, <laughs> yeah, 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 to me or somebody I or somebody I know. You know what I'm saying? Either, I, either I, way, I think in us, you know, it's great because it's telling you that story the whole time, mm-hmm. but then at the very end, it flips it. So it's yeah. like if you were empathetic towards Adelaide or if you were empathetic towards Red, yeah. when the movie switches, it's like, oh, actually, Adelaide is the is the villain. She's the right. one that stole the other one's place. Yeah. But then hopefully you as, an, as the audience, and maybe it's subliminal in some way, are conscious that the differences between Adelaide and Red at the end of the movie are just circumstance, how they grew up. Yeah. Right? So, like, just because there's two sides doesn't mean that one is inherently better than the other. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that we have to see each other as people. They are us. Yeah. Like in the movie. Oh, oh wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I, what I like the most about Jordan Peele's movies is I'm not troubled by the mystery. Like, he always has some element of mystery because what the fuck is the, you know, who the fuck, you know, thought to, like, create this fucking technology where you can now snatch bodies and minds and put a white mind in a black body. <laughs> like who, that's a, that's like an who, episode who, of... Uh, who the fuck did this? You know what I'm saying? Who? Why did they do this? And why is this a thing? And is it still happening? Was this just one outpost yeah. of fucking mind brain snatches? <laughs> and they, they have the same scenario where they just scooping up fucking, you know, eligible black men and just snatching their fucking bodies up? We don't know. And we'll never know. And I'm okay with that. Same way with us. Who the fuck manufactured for every single individual to be born in America to also have a doppelganger that is walking <laughs> in a fucking like very school prison like scenario yeah where they're just basically doing the very dumbed down version of the other person's life above them just walking throughout it and having but see that's a metaphor for the rich and the poor yeah yeah but I think whoever the fuck did that I don't care <laughs> The How answer is, is definitely Elon Musk. I mean, he's had to get be. those underground tunnels done somehow. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's why he looks like a naked mole right Yeah, he got yeah. some secret. He, <laughs> he, 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 he never sees, sees the sun. When he unlocked his fucking, like, chest compartment, ain't no telling what the fucking happened. You know what I'm saying? That man got so much fucking chest. Crazy. I would, I would, I would, I look, not to body shame. Yeah. Because I am a man who believes Preface in body positivity. We need to be comfortable in our bodies. You feel me? Wear your right size. If you don't wear your right size, make it intentional. <laughs> make it real intentional. Oversized is a vibe. It's a style. But too tight, you know, you're going you're gonna to have some issues. But <laughs> I do think that, like, more than anything, I love that he made this pivot and that he, like, is, like, leaning into the pivot hard as fuck because... I don't know what the hell happened to, you know, what Keegan's doing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't really, like, Keegan, like, what was it, uh, College Friends or something yeah, like that? that movie. Friends from College, I think. Was it a show? show on, that show? Uh, Amazon Prime or something, the so, musical show? Uh-uh, uh-uh. It, was, um, it wasn't a musical show. It was, like, literally, like, he was cheating on his wife with, like, his best friend's wife. Yeah, it was, like, a bunch of old friends. Yeah, and it was, like, yeah. friends from college because he was kind of fed up with his marriage and shit. It was real. I think that wasn't it. I think it was friends, friends from college, college, right? Like, that, he's been, he's did that. He's done, like, that improv movie. You know, he's done a little bit of things, you know what I'm saying? Which is always weird when, like, duos split duo up. Duos splits, yeah. And, like... It happens every time. It's crazy. And one kind of is, like... Because Jordan, like... Because <laughs> yeah. Key Appeal was already a thing. 
It was a moment, and they were on probably at the best, per- like the perfect time. Have they- you heard of Dave Chappelle's comments about Key and Peele? Saying that they stole the show? Yeah. Yeah, I heard that before. Yeah. I heard that before. Yeah, and I, I, I agree. I think that's exactly what happened. And I think that I don't even blame them more than I blame uh, Comedy Central. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I blame Comedy Central for just like, because if, if they got fucking say so on everything, they, they couldn't at least come up with a different concept. And <laughs> they I want th- you to do a black sketch comedy show. Like, let's do it. That's what we do. But the, prob- yeah. the problem with the difference in the two was the production quality. Yeah. It seemed like they gave them the a uh, crazy ass so production quality money. compared to the Dave Chappelle show. And I'm like, I get it. We're talking about, you know, maybe five to six years apart from each other, but mm-hmm. the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Chappelle show was on when like all the formats you could get from TV shows were square. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's that old. It's like two thousand five or six yeah. or something. Yeah, that's that was yeah. That was an all that was an all the rappers was kinda wearing they was either wearing jerseys or like crochet clothes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you go back to the early you go back to the early two thousands. Crochet you, you check on this. They either wore yeah. jerseys. I'm sorry, I have to Google this. Look up look up look up like common in oh oh three. Kanye West in 04. Yeah, Yeah, they used to wear, they used to always have hats on, like fucking newsboy hats and shit like that. Or (laughs) you were a gangster rapper and you wore jerseys and motherfucking do rags all the time. Like it was so polar opposites. It was very, it was a weird time, but everybody's clothes was too big. I can't find it. It's just a bunch of Etsy posts of people who've crocheted clothes. No, no, yeah. (laughs) Which is funny. I don't know if y'all know this, and it's a, it's a big, it's a big fun fact on in in the black Twitter streets is that Erica Badu is on record saying because she dated Common at a point in time. Is on record saying that anybody that she dates literally has to wear wear crochet clothes or carry a. (laughs) A, 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 like a European man bag. Wow. And they, and they That's, are, those are Erica Badu's like, these are my, this is what I'm looking for. This, this is my expectations. These are my expectations. That's all it takes, huh? And they yeah. all have done it. <laughs> so that pussy wow. crazy. That's all I want to say. <laughs> so that everybody that comes up to Badu is just like, I'm willing to become a man that will wear I'm crochet ready. clothes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hold and, on, I'm, I'm going to bring you back in, John. All right, all right. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Recording stopped. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There we go. That's because of the minute limit. Yeah, bro. I hate that. Like, what the fuck is wrong with Zoom these days, bro? Like, they gotta make their money, dude. It's crazy. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I know, dude. They're just riding that pandemic high, you know. Yeah, like I hate that. Like I really do hate that. Like, how you gonna do us like this? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. Shit. I didn't even think I gotta give him the code. No, he might be able to just come back in, right? No, uh, I just I just started a new one. Okay. Do, 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 do. I just yeah, send that to him. What is it? Um, oh, you send it to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. There we go. Yeah, that's that's converted. Okay, cool. We marked that. What's that? At eighty nine. What's this? About thirty. About thirty. Uh, Dude, this is fun. If you want to do any of your regular segments, you know. Oh no, no, this I'm I'm free flowing. I'm free flowing anyway, so it's it's vibes. It's vibes. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, no, no, we got it. Okay. Okay, yeah, because we 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 got we got a we got a bunch we got a bunch. 
There's a lot. Yeah, we got a bunch. We got a, we put a bunch in here. He <laughs> should be coming in. There we go. There he is. There we go. There we go. All right, can you hear me? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, I can't see you. All right. There we go. All right, we're recording. And... Recording in progress. And we're back. So, tell me, y'all, uh, like, because in terms of, like, movies that, you know, once movies that started to feature more race and your... What was, what was the first movie that y'all watched? That's a good question. What was the first movie that y'all watched where y'all were very aware that there's a racial element to this script. Oh, that's a good question. And as, as a kid or an adult? As a kid. Hmm. Because I think that that could be anything. That's why I asked it. Cause in my mind, it's like, you could have fucked around and watched something where, you know, it doesn't have to be something that's that on the nose. It could have been a, a fucking majority white cast, but you knew that there was like this element of it, this aspect of it that kind of made you be like, hmm, that seems interesting. Well, I never noticed that or yeah. know, anything. Well, I mean, I kind of think about it like in my own experience yeah. of like how often I would see, you know, like my my name or my race Damn. present in a TV show. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's not prevalent. Like, mm. and Jose's are normally like, a throwaway joke about like the handyman. Yeah. Uh, you know, like in in uh in sitcoms yeah. and stuff. Jose and Juan are real. Jose, real, Juan, real Pablo, you real know. Heavy. And uh so you hear about that kind of shit a lot when yeah. I was growing up. So obviously like when I see representation for, you know, like Pedro Pascal seeing him do well, like yeah. Oscar Isaac, hell yeah. It's great because, you know, like Latinos don't really get a lot of play either yeah and, I, and, and normally they're like white passing enough you know or like yeah. tall yeah and like both of them look very much like they are what they say they are except for oscar be he oscar can he, like, he, he, be, he can move through he races little, he got a little vin diesel <laughs> happening you know what i'm saying he could be dominican like puerto rican you know what i'm saying he could be <laughs> he could fuck around to be egyptian because like him and like moon moon knight was kind of given like you know, slightly given, like, we don't know what he is. Yeah. But he was, I think he was. Uh, At some point, he was like, Latin American, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They he was like from Chicago. to his family, and, like, his dad is Latin American. Yeah, he was from Chicago. So I think that they, they yeah. kept it a bean on that one, That's, which is good. What about... Like Venezuelan or something like something that. Something like that, right? Like that, yeah. But, does, John, does any movie come to mind when you when I, when I think about that question? Yeah, I mean, as a kid, my uh, parents were pretty loose with the TV rules. So oh, that's a vibe. I remember, I remember scrolling through a lot and just watching whatever I could. So I always liked stand-up when I was a kid. Um, but the first movie I think I watched where I was like, huh, that's a little bit different than where I live, um, <laughs> is uh, Friday. Mm. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good I one. I probably watched that when I was like... Or, you know, remember it as a, like a 10, 11 year old, which yeah. is way too young to be watching that movie. For sure. But <laughs> yeah, I definitely remember just the whole vibe of the movie is, is different. And then that led to like, for me, other movies that I enjoyed at the same time, like Barbershop, like those movies, I think as a kid, you can still grasp what's happening. 
and understand that's not where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. But have an appreciation, or at least maybe just me, an appreciation for like, oh, that's different, but that's not, that doesn't make it bad or weird or whatever. Yeah. That just makes me see something that's a little bit different than where I'm at. Yeah. I mean, I think inherently, almost like every movie that I feel like I've watched, I've like noticed it. And like the first, I wouldn't even be able to say because I think whatever the first movie I probably watched ever was probably an element of um, me finding the racial elements of it. Uh, but what's interesting that I think I always have been able to notice is when they are, there is like a racial, very, you know, on the nose racial thing happening. What I never really liked because it felt like a, I don't know, a very weird trope. Because it felt like, so you know there's an issue. Yeah, of course. And and that was the, like, bad white guy in the movie. So if it's, like, mm-hmm. fucking, like, the bad white villain where he you can obviously see that he's racist. Like, remember the Titans and yeah. shit yeah. like that. Like, I always, so I'm like, so you know that there's, like, very terrible, a very terrible system at play being racism. You know it's a terrible construct that's available because you're using it as a it's fucking a story, story tool. tool. Yeah. Crazy. But are you speaking about it in because they love to use that in, you know, in context that's usually where they would like for it to stay. Period pieces. Slave movies. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, all these other things. But any it really doesn't have any place anywhere it's else. It's in everything. Do you remember that Martin Lawrence movie where he goes back in time? Oh, uh, the Black Knight. The Black Knight. Yes. Oh, dude, I used to love that. Yeah, movie. Yeah, I, I love that movie. And, and um, yeah, his name was Skywalker. I don't know why you just reminded me of his that. name was Skywalker too. And um, <laughs> that's good. That was a good one. That was a good one. And I, I think but see that, those all those movies. It's crazy because in a lot of those early depictions of like let's make let's talk about race. Yeah. <laughs> the joke is like how the the sheer difference between black and white people. And and, and, how, and how and like how much they just don't understand each they other. They don't understand each other, right? And yeah. and shit, like Jordan Peele does it in a way where it's like that's the scariness, and like he puts he changes the the perspective, right? It's not from a white person's point of view. This movie's not from a white right. person point of view. This is from you know what's it like growing up as black in America? Period. And like the jokes are shit in dialogue like that. Yeah. Like, you know, like, oh, man, I bet you'd be really strong if you put your mind, you know, like yeah. weirdly racist microaggressions that are the joke in these movies because it's like, oh, that's also relatable. Yeah, that's also yeah. something that's very relatable. And I think that's the biggest part about why he's doing it correctly, because he's starring black people every time mm-hmm. in these things normalizing seeing black faces in yeah. movies where they are not doing, quote unquote, black shit. Exactly. Right. Because exactly. it's supposed to be demystified yeah. to the point of like, yeah, people just any any weird thing, any scenario, uh-huh. any movie thing can happen to anybody. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, let's stop removing the aspect of fucking so, like, color from everything about color. You know, I think and maybe this is a little problematic, but a movie that I grew up with that I really loved or that was the main conceit of yeah. is White Chicks. Love yeah. white chicks. I fucking love white love chicks. Love white chicks. The camera there also, it's like, it's in the point of view of black people. <laughs> like, this yeah. is like, what would it be like for black people to, to assimilate completely into this white culture? And let's look, because it's going to be easy Which is a them. ridiculous culture, too. And, and I think it's one of like, you don't, you're not able to do that 
if white culture isn't the like dominant default culture. Absolutely. Everybody knows how to mimic somebody who's rich. Uh-huh. You know, regardless of if you've ever been rich before or not. You all know <laughs> yeah. how to seem pretentious. You and all it's like everyone this- knows how to seem bougie. It's like the sorry to bother you, you know? It's like, that's the joke of sorry to yeah. bother you, too. It's like code switching. Yeah, we Everybody all know knows how to... how to go talk to, like, the whitest person you know. It's, it's easy. Like, it's meeting your girlfriend's dad. Yeah, it's easy. <laughs> it's it's easy. get out. Do you, think, <laughs> do you think those movies, like, that were just, like, White Chicks, Friday, and Black Knight were so successful because the people making those movies or, at the end of the day, the decision makers who make these movies are comfortable with the stereotyped image or, like, the the um, black person on a thousand like instead of it being an actual description or like an actual person it's we have to do it on a thousand so that people are comfortable and can laugh about it and it's a little bit less uncomfortable which is the opposite mm. of what jordan peele is doing now um and i wonder if that's due i'm not in hollywood yeah. but i wonder if that's due to maybe more representation at production houses or more people like Jordan Peele getting more power and getting more influence on, on kind of what happens and what's cool, or if it's just cancel culture or, you know, there's a lot of things I think that are interesting, but there's been an arc over time, like to make a movie with a certain voice, you don't have to be so over the top anymore. You can just be yourself. Yes. Helpful. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's an interesting point for me. I think, so White Chicks was made by two black men. Um, yep. I believe they, I can't remember who the director the was though. I think one of the Waynes directed it too. I wouldn't be surprised because uh, they, they, their brother definitely directs a lot of, has been a, a director for a lot of things like uh, scary, the scary movie one and shit like that. Oh, but that's a great movie too. Yeah, and um, <laughs> right, it's hilarious. But when you think about Black Knight, Black Knight was definitely a, um, something that was a creation by like white filmmakers and definitely a big production. I wouldn't be surprised if it's like a Sony picture, yeah. some shit like that. And I think a lot of the, like, there was a lot of shit like that for people like Martin Lawrence and like Eddie Murphy, Murphy and shit like mm-hmm. that, where they just started to make these like racial things. And I think it's um, racially motivated things. And I think for me, what I recognize more than anything is because of the people attached to it, that has to, I think that immediately makes them think, well, it has to be okay, whatever we're talking about. Because we have a black guy here who's letting <laughs> yeah. us do it. Like, <laughs> first thing. That's the first hey, thing. Hey, let us know if we cross the line. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> but really don't, you know, but really don't let right. us know. Because we, really we really want to laugh at this. We yeah, really want right. other people to laugh at this. It's uh, it's like the fetishizing of black culture. Oh, no, you trust know? me. It's like white people always do. They always capitalize yeah, on that. Yeah, it's, so so. it's so many, like, quote-unquote, black movies that are very problematic, and we don't realize because we didn't have the language to, like, speak to why we didn't fully like the thing but what's always odd to me is that the, sh- the shit that gets greenlit is never normal shit with black people in it it's always yeah. something in some form of extreme and like when you think about like you know fucking John Singleton's you know Boys in the Hood how Boys in the Hood was and that became like a theme for like you know these kind of like hood setting mo- hood set movies Yeah, uh, that became a thing and those were very commercially successful and very critically acclaimed in a lot of ways. And I think that was because of the, the true polarity of it being, whoa, this is yeah, absolutely. This is different. This is this is a life I don't you know. know. My favorite the streets John and da da da. Uh, fact is What's that? That he went he went from Boys in the Hood to Too Fast, Too Furious. 
<laughs> great <Tom>. movie. Hilarious. <laughs> Without, without, we're, we're, Which is we're, a great movie. <laughs> but you watch that and you're like, John Singleton did this? Yeah. This is crazy. What did, what did, what did, uh, what did, what did, uh, what did, 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 Paul Walker? Paul Walker. Uh-huh. Yeah, he said something like, he was like, he was like, he was like, don't worry about it, cuz. It was something like that. Oh, yeah. 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 He was like, he was like, he was like, I can't do that, cuz. He's like straight too. He's I'm like, like yeah, I can't do that, cuz. I'm like, Florida. Wow. I'm like, okay, Paul, you know, but RIP. That's that was devastating for all of them, but yeah, but I love me some Paul Walker. Right? He was gonna he was gonna keep doing some cool shit to me. Dude, I knew a chick uh when I worked in Florida yeah. that uh He from had, Florida? No, he's not I from Florida. I don't know, but I don't think so. Knows? But she drove this tiny little Mazda Miata, yeah. like the, a, a little convertible of it, yeah. and it had like the uh, the windshield goes up and down. And when she put it up, it was Paul Walker's signature. It took up the entirety of the back windshield. And she never washes. <laughs> she never washes the car. She never washes the car. That's but she, she right. loves Paul Walker. I know she was uh, devastated then. She was probably devastated because she probably didn't meet him yet. And all I always shit. wondered if she put it up before or after he passed away. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Fandoms are crazy, you know? But no, I, I do think that, like, yeah. now moving forward, I am so for movies leaning into race, leaning into racial shit, and, like, calling it what it is because I do think that it creates conversation, like, uncomfortable conversations that need to happen. You know, like... I think, you know, there is a thing about, you know, trauma porn and shit like that. Like, we kind of, you know, a lot of people are tired of seeing, you know, black people specifically in situations of, like, distress. Like, those oh, yeah, people like, who have trouble, there are people who have trouble watching this because they feel like, well, damn, why I got to be black people going through, you uh, know, a, a horrific, you know, life-threatening thing. And to me, I've had, I've had a pretty, you know, I guess controversial take when it comes to it. And for me, it's like, I don't want to ever, like, cut us off on what we can see ourselves in. So, and it's not the responsibility of a filmmaker to give us the perfect escape when we go to a movie. That's not the purpose fully of a movie. Unless Sometimes that's what it they, is. But no, that, that's if they choose for it to be. Yes. Like, they, you can't, like, impose what the movie was going to be if that was never the intention. You know? Where it's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't laugh as much. I was kind of uncomfortable. It was like, that was exactly what I wanted. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I didn't, you know, I was, also, I was mushy and it was a tearjerker. Great. That was exactly what I want. I want you guys to, to pull at your heartstrings. Mm -hmm. And I think that there are certain things that are meant to show uncomfortabilities. And that was the goal. That was the whole mission of the thing. And I think also, too, we we need to see each other in so many things. We need to see we need to keep seeing the things. And to me, I see it as a progress, a progress thing, because um, there was a time where there would be one to two black movies coming out a year. And we just kind of got to like them. Yeah. Because we don't really got much. And so now that we have fucking <laughs> seven or eight to ten maybe that are hitting theaters, cool. Hell yeah. Now we got the things we don't like and the things we like. Yes, we need to, because there's too many white shitty movies that people could say this is bullshit and this is clad, this is some F hardcore fucking cinema. Yeah, we. That's how you. That's how progress happens. Everything that comes out is not going to be a hit, and we should be able to not like something or for something to be niche for certain types of people. 
and for things to be for uh, you know other people. And it's certain things are not going to be universal. Absolutely not. No. Yeah. That's why it's difficult to make those universal movies. You know. Yeah. Uh, but that's all they want. That's yeah. why shit like right. Marvel is so, so yeah. popular. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hey, I'm glad yeah, you said Marvel. Yeah. Dude, shit like, that's why Marvel is so damn popular. Yeah. Because they're trying to hit all these niche markets. It's very calculated, honestly. Very. Like, hey, how do y'all feel dude, about when they, like, race, like, race, either, like, race or gender swap certain characters? I don't, I couldn't give a fuck. Yeah. yeah. I literally couldn't care. I'm like, hell yeah, cool, make it. Sounds as good. long as the story's good, I won't care. Yeah, me either. You know? Me either. They, they're talking about um, I forgot his. I think it's um, ah, was it some Esposito? Was it Juan Carlos Esposito, the guy from uh, from um, ah, what's that fucking show? Um, damn. <laughs> oh, are you talking about John Carlos Esposito? From Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah same Breaking guy. Same guy. Juan yeah. Carlos Esposito yeah. is uh, rumored to be uh, to possibly play... Doctor Doom? No, Professor X. Oh, shit. Would, I'd be cool with that. Cool. You know what I'm saying? And, like, yeah. shit like that, to me, it's like, it gets exciting because it's like... He's an yeah. incredible actor. Yeah. yeah. He is. He's an incredible actor. He's fucking amazing. It's like... He'll, and he like him and the boys is fucking dope as hell. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's like he would kill that shit. Dude, that he show would, is him so in a fucking good. like, you know, him being all, you know, real like in your head about shit. He probably got a real good pointer <laughs> finger. You know? He could probably really do some shit. But for me, I would I, I'm open to all diversity things. You know, it never really bothers me. I yeah. think there's a lot of people who get upset about it, like when it comes to like Thor, you know. Love and Thunder, like it was so many people who was on some like, bro, like this. Yeah, why yeah. you need a, why you need chicks in here? It's like more chicks than fucking <laughs> dudes. Like I come to see fucking Thor get naked and swing his fucking hammer. Yeah, exactly. I'm here to see some big buffy, big buff big, bros, big buff dudes only. <laughs> we talk about this a lot on our podcast. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, we talk about this a lot on our podcast about how yeah, people. And we also just love yeah. big buff bros, yeah, like yeah. doing shit in movies. I love, I, I love pointing out the like homoeroticism in us, uh, in like, so much, and like very like to- oh, very yeah. like masculine, toxic masculine men, because it's like, bro, you don't even realize, it. like, you don't even realize. They're all soaking wet, dude. Yeah, They're soaking wet, and like the the they purposely Veins make the light popping. sheen off of their like body, like it's it's yeah, it's it's. it's Bro, like you, you, you action porn. Yeah, love it. Just like, and when you point, it, it's, it, the best thing I love to point out is like when they, <laughs> is when they like opt out of hanging out with a, with a woman because you know guys like that are always gonna do anything. Oh, at the women. end of the movie, they're yeah. like, you know, my life is too hard <laughs> to right? bring yeah. you into this. Right? Classic Spider Man move. Yeah, I, I love to point out to like guys like that, like, bro, you literally will like if LeBron invited you over. And your girl texts you was like, "Come get this pussy." You'll go see LeBron, <laughs> and they'd be like, "But bro, the pussy's still gonna be there when LeBron." I'm like, "Yeah." All I'm saying, that's all I'm saying, bro. Have you ever met anybody famous? Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Like who? Um, I met uh, motherfucking. Um, I met Dick Gregory. I don't know who that is. You know, you don't know who Dick Gregory is. No. He's a uh, he's a comedian. He's an old school comedian. He was like around like around like the. Richard Pryor days, but he was like like a political pundit. He actually ran for uh, president back in like the eighties and shit like that. And a lot of oh, other random, shit. yeah, like a lot of other random, a lot of other random, like yeah, like smaller, random small, yeah, yeah, like Terrence. I, I met Terrence Howard. That's that's a pretty big, that's an original. Uh, yeah, I met Terrence Howard. Yeah, I was a uh, I was an extra for Empire. 
So that was a, that was no a shit. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. Um, I, I wish I, I wish I met. I seen I seen Janelle Monae in passing, and I wish I could like I yeah. could have like if I would have like. <laughs> Tried to figure it out because I was like kind of working behind the scenes. I probably could have talked to her. You're like, what's up, girl? But she was fine as hell. Her skin Dude. was so nice. LeBron was in the other room, so you you went the other way. That's so, what it was, yeah. right? Yeah. Dude, I asked because I'm I kind of setting John up here because he's met LeBron before. Oh, you did? Yeah. Well, we don't have to talk about it. We'll we'll talk about it off air on on your podcast. Yeah. But, uh, okay. It was a funny story. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. I'm with that. I'm with that. <laughs> All yeah, right, it's your, fair. It's your, fair it's game. Your show. I don't want to hijack it. No, 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 no. I, look, look. You can tell. You can tell that story. That sounds like a good one. Um, uh, but okay. do y'all do y'all think that like, in terms of like what's happening next with like some of the major pieces that we know? Because like the Black Panther uh, trailer dropped, and I guess we can kind of like wrap up on that. Like, did you guys see that? Um, yeah, I watched it. I watched it. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it too. You see it, John? Yeah, I saw it. It looks it looks amazing. I did have a question though. Like earlier on, you mentioned like seeing, uh, you know, you a lot of people are annoyed by like trauma and too yeah. much black people. I guess some people are saying that. But um, what what is a like? You see this type of movie, all black cast. You're like, this is a win. This type of movie. What is it? Um, like the type. What that type of movie looks like? Yeah. Um, to me, I think it would be one where. It's a very, like, low conflict, low conflict. Like, you ever seen um, Silver Linus Playbook? If you made a movie like Silver Linus Playbook, but make it black, I think that shit would be a very charming, universally loved movie. Mm -hmm. Because that movie, to me, had great actors, a story that you could get behind, um, great supporting characters, and it was like a very whimsical love story at the same time because yeah. it was really more so about both of their journeys and them kind of getting out their own ways and completing a thing. Two broken people. Two broken people like figuring yeah. shit out. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that, from a, a, adding a racial element to that and still having a family aspect to it, like you got a very like, you know, fanatical dad. You got a mom who, you know, does this. You got, you, you're drunk and you're, you know, you're, 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 you're alcoholic and you're trying to figure out, you know, your life because you feel like you kind of lost it all, you know? Yeah. All these different things. I feel like movies like that where there's normal ass shit and it's happening in not even small town, that was like Philadelphia, but like doing shit in small town USA where there's black people and there's black stories and making them a universal thing and putting giving them that push, I think would be fucking amazing. Absolutely. You know, and they would really, really go very well because I think they're just human stories. I think that's real. I think that's why, like, those, you know, movies where there's, that's like, the nothing happening, small cast, small town, movies like that are now becoming those Oscar fucking movies. Like, was it uh, Three Billboards out of Ebbing? Uh, yeah, out of, yeah. You know, you have all these, like, small, not, it's not in set in L.A. It's not set in somewhere pretty. The people, y'all are not going to look cute. Y'all going to look very fucking regular. But you're going to be Meryl Streep. It's those you're gonna small... Be, you know, you're going to be yeah. all these other people. You know what I'm saying? You're going to look like these things. Yeah. It's all those, like, really small, intimate stories about humans and, like, the the troubles that we can all relate to Yeah. that are, you know, something that you're going to walk away with. Yeah. And, like, make you think about your life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's why those are the most, like, valuable stories. Yeah, like, yeah. Have you watched The Marriage Story? Uh-uh, with... Um, 
with uh, Driver, right? And um, yeah, Adam and, Driver. And, and, um, it's so the whole the whole story the whole movie feels like a set of arguments between a married couple, and yeah. we're just there. Like we're we're like flies on the wall. Yeah. And the the dialogue is so realistic, and it's like if we could get stories like that yeah. for people of color, that would be incredible. Hell you know? yeah! And especially because it would, you know, like show show people something that they might not be like something that they might not know about exactly and, and it might be it might do what us does mm-hmm. you know where it makes you think about the other person and how they are truly just like you yeah yeah that's why I think shit like Atlanta shit like Insecure mm-hmm. showing so many very regular ass things like yes some you know Atlanta less less lesser than um, Insecure in certain ways but like it's still very regular you know, there's a lot of regular ass shit happening. It's not that fantastical. It's not in no pretty ass setting all the time. It's where it is zeroed in on these people's lives and they're living their life. Because that's what I think has been some of the best written things. It's like, can you can you relate to this? Is this a story you can understand? You can get behind are the characters, you know, somebody that you can really believe in. Yeah. And I think that to continuously feature black people and all people of color in very superhuman ass ways or subhuman ass ways on screen will never get us further along in terms of how people view us because this is massive consumption. Yeah. This leads this leads how people feel about those people in real life. So if you yeah. see a movie where you know you see somebody with fucking dreadlocks or some shit like that and you see them fucking, you know, kill somebody in a movie, yeah, you might you might tense up when you see somebody who has the exact same hairstyle in public, you know, in real life. <laughs> So it's like that can't be the only way that you see us, you know. You Absolutely. can't you can't think of meeting someone from South Central when you've seen Boys in the Hood and be like, "So you had a hard life, huh?" You know, like it's like fuck, you know. <laughs> and also, what's funny is like people don't like the inver- the inverse of that assumption of people just assuming that you know white people don't have any struggle and all these different things, but there's still diversity in the media. Yeah, you get it all. You know that there's everything. You know that there's every type of person. Wow, there's a pigeonhole with so many people of color when it comes to things because it has to be related to a certain thing. It has to be related to this. It has to be related to that. And I think that, um, to be quite frank, it's bullshit. Fuck yeah. And that we can support the things that should be supported. But I think more than anything, everybody just needs to see regular ass shit. You know, I would love, I would love to fucking see like a, a, a loving ass story. Like Crazy Rich Asians was dope to me because it was like, a story of like wealth and class within the Asian community because that's something that is like a thing, mm-hmm. you know. And the fact that you know the way that they went about it, when you talk about just gender roles and how family structures yeah. and the the expectations of family and all these different things, how different they're you know like American-born Asians have it, but between like you know uh, Asian people from their own country. Yeah. That shit was dope. You know what I'm saying? And I think we need, we need more, we need more Brown, we need more Brown stories. You know what I'm saying? I feel like everything can be a fucking like telenovela. You know what I'm saying? Did you watch, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Did you watch Miss Marvel? Um, no, I haven't yet. No, Miss Marvel is, does a really good job of of just grounding a character. Yeah. But it's in uh, Indian culture. Yeah. And it's amazing. It's just like who she is. It doesn't, hold your hand with it it doesn't make it like a shtick yeah it's just this is who the character is and I think that's what to me I think that's what I want for black cinema 
and black people who are, who find themselves in cinema. How but also, I want to see that with all people of color. Yeah, right. If they did that with Miles Morales. If they just give him a, give him the show sick. and like yeah. make it make it real real, mm-hmm. give him like real world problems and also like have to fight fucking crime. That's the best thing about Peter Parker. You yeah. know, like and yeah. and Miles Morales is that like at the end of the day, those characters are just us. And the story use, utilizes their power as just like a tr- like just one thing, one more thing they have to do. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's the loss too. Some Peter go through so much loss. Oh you know yeah, what I'm saying yeah, and that shit makes it makes you like really root for him. Mm-hmm. You know, like he got a lot of fucking motivation because he really is connected to everybody yeah. that he has left. Um, but that's what I think. That's what I think. I feel like we need normal ass shit. We need human ass shit. So what do you? I mean, okay. So what do you I think was, about Nope gonna, then? I was gonna, uh, sorry to cut you off about that, no, but um, I was gonna say, yeah, like you mentioned, Oscar's great, having people see it, amazing, but I think you know when you've made it is when you can make a movie like Love Actually. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> but that's. Then you made it. <laughs> yeah, because like, I, remember, I remember a lot of people uh, when the photo, when Issa Rae and Lakeith Stanfield put out the photograph, I remember a lot of people feeling like it was too, like it wasn't enough drama. Like it wasn't enough conflict. Like mm-hmm. it was, but it was like, this is the story of two people who are like kind of awkward and they can yeah. fall in love too. Like they both have their own issues. They both have their own things. And those two people can fall in love too. Yeah. That's a story. Yeah. And we've seen this shit before. You know what I'm saying? Like all those Meg Ryan rom-coms and shit. Meg Ryan was not the smoothest you know what I'm saying? She was some, it was some cute, quirky shit happening. Yeah. With those, with her. So that's her what co-stars. we want. We want just cute, quirky shit with people of color in it. That's it. Because that's because that's <laughs> mad normal. That's life. It is what it is. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And like, I think that that would. Have you seen the Big Sick? I have. The Big Sick is wonderful. I have. I have. I have. And I fuck with the Big Sick. It yeah. was it was interesting. And I think that that's all that you need. You just need normal ass stories to get their push because mm-hmm. like we've gotten enough we, we, we're going to keep creating like superhero genre is going to keep you know widening out yeah we're going to you know obviously there's now a space within sci-fi being connected to people of color obviously and um and then you have also you know just the emerging you know you know studios like a24 and, and oh, all yeah, these different things who are like pushing diversity within their um within the stories that they're telling and really putting that, you know, that nice, good, fine, you know, independent feel vibe oh, to yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? It's a great time to be alive for these stories. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. All at once was so good. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta watch that one. I haven't seen that one. Oh, you gotta see that one. I gotta one. see oh, that. Gotta I gotta yeah. see that. I heard that shit is good as fuck, but it's no. It's so good. But no, let's um let's let all the people know how they can tap in with us, how they can connect with us. This is the crossover, the crossover. This is the, the Zach and Cody, <laughs> Waverly Place, <laughs> Hannah Montana mashup. You know what I'm saying? You get the best of all worlds. You feel me? Um, but no, let, let the folks know how they can keep up with y'all, subscribe, support all the things. Uh, for sure. So you can, our podcast is Everyone's a Real Critic. You can follow us on uh, all the socials at EARC pod. Uh, my personal uh, Twitter is at Hoser Loser, J-O-S-E-R-L-O-S-E-R. Mm. Nice, you got it. Yeah, I almost lost it there. J O S E. Yeah, it sounded like you were spelling baloney. Spelling baloney. Like, B-L-O-G-N-A. No, no, spelling uh, Oscar, Ma- Oscar, uh, Oscar Mayer. Yeah. You know, just in case. Some people don't know how to spell. You know? You never know. No, what about you, John? 
Uh, yeah, follow me at John B. Wolf. No H in John. Uh, <laughs> the right way, so you can figure out the rest on your own. And uh, if you really want to, you can listen to all of our other podcasts. I think we got 24 out everywhere you get your podcasts. Everyone's a real critic. And if you want cool movies like Nope and everything everywhere all at once, go to the movie theater, pay for it. And then wait 45 days for Thor to come on Disney Plus. <laughs> what a message. <laughs> what a message. I think Lightyear is getting a fast track. I think it's going to be on Disney Plus quick. Yeah, because I, I didn't go well. see that. I don't think it's doing yeah. that well. Um, just, 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 to, just to note that. Yeah. Listen, yeah, just to note that. Well, um, if you don't know, you should know. Um, this is the Simply King podcast. You can follow me everywhere at Kings underscore memoirs on all social media platforms. Follow the podcast at Simply King Pod on IG. The, go like the Facebook page and all the things. Simply King Podcast. Um, I really appreciate y'all coming in. You know what I'm saying? And coming to my abode, coming into my internets, and um, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and getting this thing on done. I'm glad this is a good way to go. This is a good way to go. Oh, out. yeah, man. You know Thank what I'm saying? For having with, a, with, a, with a monumental moment of just podding, you feel me? A whole <laughs> lot of pod shit happening. And I love that type of shit. Uh, but no, I really appreciate it. I love movies, loves film. So I'm definitely going to, you know, definitely push people to, you know, tap in with y'all and hear, and hear what y'all got to say. And definitely text y'all on some like, hey, did y'all see that bullshit? Blah, 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 blah. Oh, for sure. gotta, I hope y'all doing that. I hope y'all doing this. I hope y'all doing this. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'd it be like that, you know? Um, but nevertheless, you can follow me everywhere. Make sure you, uh, you know, like, rate, subscribe on all the things. Uh, this has been the Soulfully Conscious Podcast and humans simply being humans. I've been Rodney Perry. They've been Everyone's a Critic and also Washed Up Podcast. Peace out. Appreciate y'all. See y'all next week.